three, two, one. Hello everyone, my name is Mike Cisneros and you are listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And I'm Manali Gnome. This is Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. It's Big Sis Day. I always like pulling out the, uh, it's called Brewcast Intro Mike, because Mike's in it. And I always like pulling it out. I should just start using it for every show, just to remember the, that voice and the... What it sounded like to have somebody that actually had a radio voice on this show <laughs> instead of me. Um, we're, at, we're at Alexandria this year because that's uh, this is the second year you guys have brewed Big Sis. We'll talk about it. We'll, this is the second year you guys have brewed Big Sis. <laughs> so it's our last year, too. For now, at least. Um, I mean, it might rotate back if, uh, yeah, if we keep the tradition going, and I hope eventually. we do. Um, I hope so, too. We're, we're going to talk a lot about kind of what Big Sis means and, and why, why it's still important in this thing that's happening with uh, craft beer today like it's things change and the everything evolves but the, this, this event there's still things about it that I think are important um, wasn't it Cinderella that said the more things change the more they stay the same I have no idea <laughs> I, I don't I'm not up on my Cinderella quotes <laughs> was that before or after she found her slipper no no that the the 80s metal band oh, oh, oh that's Cinderella <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Andy Reynolds, welcome back to the show. This is like number, I don't know, like number 52. It's like number 12 (laughs) or something for you. I don't know. Um, I have plans for some kind of special thing for anybody who's been on the show at least like 10 times because there's only like a very small handful. So you're getting close. This might be number 10 for you. All right. It might be. I don't know. I could check. My notes are right there, but that's just too much work. It's okay. I'm not working tonight. <laughs> We've already done enough Eric getting Bosler, it all set up. Welcome back. And we had Sean Willingham um, on a bucket, but he left. <laughs> He's <laughs> he not found, far. He found more important people to talk to. Yeah. He'll um, be back. Should we... Uh, hey, Nancy. Should we start by talking about <laughs> Big Sis, the multiple versions of Big Sis that exist this year? Oh, yeah. We can we can talk about that if you want. <laughs> so, well, you better do your, your, your button oh, yeah. because you're drinking oh, I already, beer. I already moved my button. Hang on. Got to do that. <laughs> my app crashed on me. So the big, the big thing about having a beer podcast is you drink beer. So. From the beer fridge. There it is. We are, of course, drinking Big Sis Dry Hopped Blonde. Is that what this one is? Sure. <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's start off. The Big Sis has always been a Pilsner up until now. Yeah. This this may be kind of a sign of things to come in the future too, for different reasons. But um, Big Sis may kind of grow and expand in what it is. This year it was a little bit of a forced uh, forced decision at the very last minute. Yeah. Um, what happened? Well, so first of all, I did brew our blonde right a- roughly after when we brewed Big Sis. Um, and I kind of realized while I was brewing it that our malt bills are almost the same. The biggest difference is uh, I had a bag of uh, caramel malt to it, 10L, really light caramel malt. Um, so what I just kind of 
did was I was like, you know, this is so close. I'm going to dry hop it with the same hops I dry hop Big Sis with. And this way, when Big Sis comes out, we can kind of have a side-by-side comparison in ale versus a lager, right? Right. Well, um, as you know, but not everybody else knows, <laughs> uh, we've got an issue going on with that tank. Um, I really do believe it's a manufacturing flaw, but Mr. Willingham Sean here Willingham does, that like on does not. Dude, it, it could be anything, whatever. It could be. It, it could it be does, from, it, from a hose. It could be from... It, my, my thought is is that we have these little scratches inside. I think something slept inside there while I cleaned it the last time. In the tank. Right? In the tank, yeah. And, I, I, you know, typically you do an acid bath about once or twice or once about every other month, I think. Maybe once a month sometimes if you're suspect, if you're suspect of something. But our, the tank's been looking clean, so I never did one. and Or I, I didn't do one for, like, it was about 30 days or something like that since I ran one last. And, uh, you know, but, but I looked at the tank before I put everything in there. I, but before it, I had our, uh, our uh, Hefeweizen in there. And... Um, I really think that yeast just kind of built up inside of it, and um, being under the stress it was under because it was the lower yeast in there, and there was the lager yeast that was stronger when I brought it up for a diacetyl rest, which is at 68 degrees, to get the diacetyl out of the lager. It's kind of just part of the process. I think that just started fermenting and didn't stop, and it went what's called diastatic. Uh, it's a problem that a lot of ale yeast strains have, especially Hefeweizen's and Belgian strains. And it gives it like a real Belgian-y type character, like the Trappist-type Belgian right. character. And it also causes the yeast to over-attenuate. Um, so what we had, when I checked the gravity on it, we wound up having like a 7% lager when it should have been 5. So I knew it over-attenuated. Um, so we started tasting it. And at first it didn't taste bad, but it had this Belgian character to it. So we were kind of like, well, maybe we'll just rebrand it as a Belgian Pilsner. But then the more sips we took out of it, just... The rougher it was to drink, it was right. so dry. There were no, there was no body to it. It made your throat just dry as a bone, and we just dumped it. I mean, we hit for our quality control because we're we focus on quality. Is, is so a, a brute dry hopped Trappist style lager, Pilsner, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it was clean. Mm. It was clean. It was it was decent looking, but it, it just didn't meet our quality assurance standards. And right. You know, we tried to put some fruit in it and see if maybe we could call it a fruited lager or something like that. We did that. It still just didn't. That that Belgian taste never went away well enough. And that that dryness that just sucked the soul out of you. Well, and, you know, we all knew Mike. We knew that. I think we can all say safely that he would have rather you dumped it down the drain than to serve a beer with his name on it that was called a Pilsner that was not a Pilsner. Yeah, yeah, and... You know, it was something that was, it was rather embarrassing for me at first. You know, I'd, uh, I'd uh, email everybody involved and said, hey, if you're not comfortable with it, we'll pull your name off of it. Did anybody want their name pulled from it? No, everybody actually emailed me back. It we'll, was really we'll encouraging. Call them out right now if they did. Yeah, everybody, everybody was real encouraging and just kind of said, we understand. Um, you know, everybody's had to dump a batch of beer. Or if you haven't, you're lucky, but eventually you will. Um, it's a shame that it had to happen on a beer that is it has the spotlight kind of yeah, shown on it from, yeah, from the beginning. But but um, fortunately, yes. I had the blonde in the tank right next to it. Same, damn near same malt bill, damn near same hop bill. So 
we just said, screw it, we're going to go ahead and put that in. And if you taste it, I mean, I think it does have a very Pilsner quality to it. Right. So, I don't know. It's been lagered, too. It's still a great beer. At the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about sitting around drinking great beer and... Uh, Telling stories. Yeah. Hanging out with people that you don't get to hang out with nearly enough and drink a beer with them. Yeah. Um, and I think it was good that... I, I don't know if you know, but this... Is, well, I know you know. It's the biggest that's ever been in terms of breweries involved. We had 13 total. Yeah. And that was just awesome having that many people involved. And then outside brewing people. I mean, we've got you. We've got the Brewcast. And, but then we also have... Uh, Mario. Mario and, and Hunting Ang- Angus? Hunting Angus. Agnes. Yeah. Agnes. Hunting Agnes. Um, they are playing after the show. Unfortunately, if you're listening to this on the podcast version, you won't get to hear them play because you didn't come down here because you're lame. Um, but they are also the band that does the theme music to my other show, Drinking with the Gnome. So you have probably heard them. So, But yeah, um, you should probably check them out online. I'll put a link to, to their social media and their website and stuff in the show notes so you can just click or swipe or whatever your app does to give you show notes. But um, yeah, the, the idea of dumping beer. Let's, I mean, let's start there. Uh, I assume you guys have had to dump things before at some point too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> does it like? Does it hurt? Not even just the, the the money side of things that it's literally money going down the drain, but um, the idea that something happens and it was maybe in in your control, maybe out of your control, like it's that. I don't know. Like, just talk about it a little bit. Talk about like oh. wh- how how you make that decision of well, I'll go trying quick because I have to go shortly. Uh, we had, I guess, the most memorable one. Uh, I'd say the feeling bad about it kind of. I think it depends. To be completely honest, uh, oh, you had a glycol unit on the roof, literally almost explode. Can you not hear me well? Uh, just Is that better? It makes my life easier. Okay, and. Uh, uh, and turning off, the, the pump didn't go off, but the compressor stopped, so it warmed up, and it turned the beer up to, like, 100 degrees. So uh, it, was gar- it was garbage. So that really didn't hurt bad to throw it away because it wasn't our fault. It wasn't really much that we had any control over. Right. Um, and, but then uh, if you make a beer and, uh, let's say, you're trying something new and the recipe doesn't go right, then it is kind of on you, so you can kind of get a little bit of that burn, but... Uh, typically just uh, oh yeah well I'm leaving in t- I gotta go anyways um, <laughs> off to an event at our brewery so there you go there's my two cents wait real quick before you leave yeah. what do you got coming out what today anytime well, oh. say what you got going on oh, today we're doing but it's gonna be late chocolate, chocolate cherry moo man on the moo for our Gotha Claus events for that Christmas was, keep in mind yeah. that this podcast will probably not go up until closer to Christmas yeah We'll still have it available. We made quite a bit of it. It'll be around for the next month or two. So, uh, yeah. And then it's January. Cool. Then it becomes another... I'm sorry I got to go, but I got to go. I got to dress up in 40 minutes. (laughs) Glad you made it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Appreciate you you coming down. We'll be in touch. See you guys. See you later. Be good, man. What about you, Sean? Talk about dumping beer. They're saying nobody can hear us out here. I don't know. Nobody can hear us at all? Oh, we can... They can dump. Hey, Nancy, can you hear us at the moment? All right. Nancy can hear. Yeah. Dubbing a beer. If you can't hear, crowd up here closer. Pretend everybody loves each other. We've been opening for three and a half years now, and we've dumped. Oh, my God. Uh, 
four, maybe five batches, uh, and a batch for us would be a thousand gallons. So we've had our approachable blonde, that is our one of our best sellers out there, and if it doesn't go out the door, we are screwed. Right. Right. So we have one right behind it in each tank. At least two tanks have blonde at any given time at the point. Tasting this beer, I'm like, oh my god, this is this is a little off, and it's related to stressing the beer out and the the, the yeast out, right? So we underpitch the the yeast, stress it out, didn't meet QC, and it had to go. It happens. It happens all. You know, it, it depends on how you do it. So. We didn't pitch a good yeast. We did a cone to cone, and I believe it was just under pitched, and it stressed it out. It happens all it happens a lot. Right, in different breweries. Uh, we had our Belgian stout that we are releasing, new coming out soon. But we hadn't had my, it for a year. I think it's my favorite beer. Yes. We hadn't I had think. it. We had it. Saturn ascends, please. Tasting here on this, on this uh, three pod channel. Um, Sorry, we're all, sorry, we're, all getting, sorry we're, we're putting a beer. We're putting a beer order. Very in. distracted at the moment. How much do you have? Yeah, so <laughs> she's um, very distracting. So when I was first starting off, we had uh, I brought my beer, which is a Belgian stout that the gnome actually tasted, and we had a, a good time. We night. tried it sort, so we tried a very early homebrew version of yeah, it yeah. on this show yeah. with Mike. Um, oh, God. Yeah. From the darkness at, at of the cellar, house. I think is what we call it. Yeah, I, I, I should probably look up what episode that was. Oh. It'll be in the show notes, but uh, keep talking. Steve Shaw was with us. I was coming in with a flight suit at that time. I brought the beers in. Uh, it was amazing. We've had it in the brewery twice. We had a little blackberry to it. Um, it was volume one, episode 38 <laughs> from... Uh, December 8th of 2015. Oh, 15. Jeez, four <laughs> years ago. Wow. Um, brewed it last year, underpitched again, and it tasted like A1 steak sauce. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that's soy sauce. I, it, it's like soy and, yeah, it's, yeah, and it's, Worcestershire yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right? So you're looking at... <coughs> I'm doing... 15 barrels of this just the number of the cost for grain and yeast and whatnot yeah it's kind of big but then the potential of revenue is huge well you right? also think about the the revenue of, of time, time because it's time and tank and that, that's what happened with big sis is the biggest thing i mean we brewed that back in uh september yeah. and you think about how long that sat in the tank you know, I just kegged the blonde today, but the big sis was set to keg. The original big sis, we'll call it, was set to keg uh, Thursday. So, I mean, right. that's a long time to have a tank occupied with another beer. But here's the deal. You, you've got to be able to say, hey, I got to pull this trigger. This is not good beer. I don't want the consumer to taste this. Oh, you're not kidding. I mean... But it hurts. It I, does I, hurt like a son of a bitch. Despite so, what Eric said, and I hate to say it, I mean, it, it's it's a labor of love. I feel like brewing is a labor of love. Right. And and when you dump that down. Now, we've dumped we've dumped two other beers. One, I don't even consider a dump because it was just, it was, 
it was a disaster. By the first time we brewed Go Hop Yourself here, um, I, I did the mash, and basically we were having a problem with our mill. So I reset it. I called up our manufacturer. They said, look at the manual. It's going to have a setting for it. Um, I set it back to factory calibration, and they said, yeah, that'll fix everything. Well, the setting, my mill manufacturer is, uh, they make farm mills, or the same mill could be used at a farm. Right. And the manual they sent me was one for a farm, not one for a brewery. Right. So I you made, were making pig feed I made, or something. I made flour. <laughs> yeah. And I brought it through. And, you know, luckily we didn't have our hops. And th- that's our most expensive beer to make when once we have the hops and honey in it. But before that goes in, it's relatively cheap. So I feel like we got out lucky there instead of... Yeah. But but the next one was actually like the Saturn Ascends. That's yours. That uh, Saturn Ascends that Gnome has got in his hand right now. Uh, we decided we'd try a partagile on it, you know, and just, just pitch another bag. You have head. to explain what that is for people who don't know. Ah, God bless it. <laughs> it's a podcast. People need to know. All right. So a partagile is an older way of brewing. Um, it was more popular among the Belgians and the English than anybody else. But you big a, you basically brew a bigger beer and then you do a, you do a second runnings of the smaller beer which means you don't really sparge that second or so the first beer you're taking, out you're taking all of the grain and you're getting the sugar off of the grain for your big beer yeah but then you're running well, running water back through to get whatever sugar is still left behind yeah and then on top of that though you you add what you typically do is just add like one bag of malt so it's a cheaper way of making another beer without it, it was a way they used to do it to just kind of thank you to just uh, make the most out of a out of a batch of beer back in the day. Right. So we thought, you know, it'd be cool to kind of try it. We'd make a black IPA with the second runnings, and it just tasted awful. And part of the problem is is what goes into that this beer in and of itself. There's just so much dark malt in it that when you got into a session beer, oh yeah, it, it was it's just a very stringent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it just it didn't work. But is that a little but, different too, though? That like you're you already made a beer that you know is going to be a great right. beer and, out of and that. And we looked at that as an experiment, and the only thing that we're out is maybe $50 in hops. So, you know, if that goes down the drain, it goes down the drain. We didn't really care. This, That one, though, Big Sis, that hurt. That was one that, like... Did, what, so did it hurt because it's Big Sis? Or yeah, was well, it because it's, just, because it's just the beer that you really take pride in well it's a beer number one any any lager is what i take pride in because right. i feel like we do lagers well here uh, but number I two i used to think that too but number two it was we were all involved in it you right. know and and that kind of hurt about it too just the fact that i feel like i let everybody down that was involved in it you know I, this was my torch to carry for the past two years and you know, we know it's going to you next year. And I was just kind of like, you know, it looked so good coming out of the kettle. It looked so good going into the tank. I felt so great about the beer. And then, bam, it turns out like shit. And, and what's so, really screwed up is it passed VDK without a problem. Right. And, and just to explain what VDK is. So Thank you. It, it's forced that diacetyl. I actually it's, have no idea. <laughs> it's called forced diacetyl rest. And it's kind of what I was talking about. You're, you're about the last 10%. Forced diacetyl rest is VDK? It's a VDK test is the test okay. that you run. So after you run up your forced diacetyl rest, which is, uh, or I'm sorry, just a diacetyl rest is what it's called. It's called a forced diacetyl test is another name for it. 
um, you run your you run your um, temperature up to 68 degrees so the yeast will reabsorb the precursor for diacetyl and the way that you test for it is you take beer out of the car out of the out of the fermenter you heat it up and then you drop that temperature down because the heat will bring the precursor out and then dropping the temperature back down will convert it into diacetyl but it brings it it makes it happen a lot quicker because if it sits in a keg diacetyl takes a long time to come out right so it's it's a quick way to figure it out and you usually know within two to three hours whether or not you got a diacetyl problem and you just keep running this test until you don't taste diacetyl anymore and it's good to go. So we raise it up to 140 degrees. We put it on our walk-in. We let it sit for two hours. We pull it back out. And then everybody samples it, especially like Brad, who's, who's like our super taster. Anybody who's got a real nose for diacetyl, we try to get them in on it. And we just say, hey, do you taste it? And then if it passes test, it passes test. Um, this last test, there was a lot of problems going on, like... Brad's wife felt broke her foot, and um, she. It, I mean, it, it was just it was a weird time, but I did it on my own, and the beer did not have that flavor in it. I mean, it just wasn't there. But when we it was at that sixty eight, it was still kind of bubbling a little bit, so I just let it sit there, even though there was no diacetyl in it anymore. And then I brought it down for lagering. But it, I talked to you about it. I mean, it just didn't seem to stop bubbling. It seemed like there was an ongoing fermentation. And, you know, normally what you want to do is let that finish out before you bring it down to lagering temperatures. So that's what I did and then brought it down to lagering. And at that point, that's when that yeast built up and caused the problem it caused. So it's Brad's fault is what you're saying. No, it's not <laughs> at all. It's not at all. It's my fault. It's part, part of me thinks that if, if we would have done it, even at that point, he would have picked up on it. Right. Maybe I wouldn't have. But, you know, it was just, there was times where he, he just had to leave so, okay. so early okay. to help All with right. his kid. And I'm going to speak for Mike for, for a second. Yeah. Having conversations with Mike so many times, drinking multiple different beers, camping out with him, dealing with whatever, and just speaking with life. comes back to my mantra and my slogan that I do it's just beer and it is and and I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say but you, you understand what I'm saying I mean it, it just it hurt and I lost Absolutely. sleep over it and, here, and now I'm, I'm over it here's the deal you are trying this is a huge stress on anybody it's going to be a huge stress on me next year and the next year I have yeah. I have this for the next two years it's going to stress the crap out of me Right, so because I don't want to let y'all down, but I definitely I don't want to let Mike down and Nancy and Tina. I, I don't want yeah. them to be oh, these guys, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. And that's right. the whole thing. I, yeah, they think they know they know how to make beer. That blah blah blah. But Mike would tell me he would put me off the side and he says, "Hey." It's just beer. Yeah. It's just and, beer. And, and I understand that, but, you know, it, it is what it is, too. You know, it, it's, it, it's living, gone. It's a living organism. It is. It takes a poop. All right. Sometimes, sometimes you're just at the mercy of it, the beer gods. Absolutely. And sometimes, it, you know, for lack of a better shit, So here's happens. the deal. You, you call it an audible. What we're doing right now is amazing. And I commend you for that. Like Audible was awesome, so we're we're doing a great thing right now. 
So I have yet to see anybody that walked in and said, this, this isn't the big sis I wanted. Uh, to Absolutely. hell with this and storm out the door. That would be awesome. Everybody's Actually, happy. if somebody just slammed a glass down. Like, Nancy just throws her glass down. This isn't the big sis that I'm I wanted. I'm done with this place. <laughs> it's garbage. <laughs> I'm telling you. Hey, Mike would be like, what the crap? <laughs> so. it, the, the funny part is, like... There's, a, there's like a 50% chance that Mike would stroll in here and not even order Big Sis. He would be drinking Saturn Ascends or something. <laughs> Which, this is Saturn Ascends El Mariachi. It might even be higher than 50%. <laughs> there's El Mariachi. Whoa. So is this like a, like a mole something or other? No, the mole, the mole we call the Mexican coffee. This is uh, made with um, uh, aged, aged hot peppers. Hot peppers. So I, I'm like, holy I don't It's got a nice heat what, in the back. This has a heat onto yeah. it. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm still not getting any heat. Hang what, on. What's kind Are you of funny? Serious? You can't get any heat off this. What's kind of funny is that it went from when we released it, nobody nose. got any Breathe heat. The heat's built up, and the pepper flavors kind of faded, which peppers do. But it's kind of the heat is nice because it, there was no heat originally. I mean, it, it was just sweeter. But now I, I got. I got a ton of heat on it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I do too. I mean, it's not like burning my mouth or anything, but the back of your throat. Did you have Chipotle before you came? I did not. That sounds so good. No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm waiting to eat till after the show. I'm going to house some four mile pig. I'm going to have oh, four nice. miles of pig. Um, nice. One more thing on the, the, the dumping of beer before we kind of go to something else. But um, so with some beers especially if you're talking about something that's going to be sitting in a tank and things are going to happen and whatever. Um, I, things can fix themselves, too. Uh, like if, if, especially when you're talking about a lager and it's got stuff going on and it's aging and it's mellowing. Like, are there times where you've got a beer that's sitting and you're like, this may you know, not be turning out the way it's supposed to? And Let me tell you a story real fast. So we have a medal-winning beer at our, our place called Recovery Red. I'm going to go look. And we sat there for a long time. Uh, it's the first time we kind of made it for a little bit. It tasted like this extringent red L. It was at 10%. We let it sit, we let it sit, we let it sit. And it just cleaned itself up. We had the time to do it. At the moment I was going to pour it out, we tasted it. And I have John, my, uh, my brewer, he goes, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, don't pour it out, don't pour it out. This tastes amazing. We've worn silver on that with Ohio. That one beer that we were going to pour out. So time, time heals all wounds on on most beer, but sometimes you have to be able to pull that trigger. Well, that's and that's my question. Like, how do you make that decision of like we're we're pulling the trigger? This is this is getting dumped. It's going down the drain. Versus let's just see what happens. Because again, you talk about time well, and tank, fun. especially if you're a place like Andy or like you, where that's a very important thing because you guys are you you're a little, you're a little packed already. Like, well, you, sometimes you, 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 you got to get things it's out. It's timing. Tanks. It's called packaging and timing, and you have time release stuff. But also, if you can sit on it, maybe it'll be amazing. But there's a time where you know it's time to pour it out, right? And then be done with it. I just don't know how that how you how that switch is like. You know, 
we're done. Where we can't keep waiting well, for this. Well, it's also a, a dollar amount situation. Also, that, it is. That I makes more sense. No, you're, you're not kidding <laughs> it's, there. It's look. I waited, I waited way too long on this one tank because I can flip it, clean it, get it done, and right. get another beer in there. It's going to be able to. I hate to say it, make a dollar, whereas this beer is sitting here. It may clean itself up, but it may not. And now I'm wasting. And two, how long is it going to take? To I, do that? I'm wasting another twenty days, two weeks, right. whatever. It's that it's that time to pull a trigger situation. I know so. it's a completely different situation, and it doesn't even compare at all. But so my favorite batch of homebrew I ever made right. was a uh, vanilla Java porter, so it's, you know coffee and vanilla, and I brewed it, and it was terrible. And it was terrible over and over. Every time I would crack a bottle open, it was just horrible. And I, I drank through, you know, the, the two cases of it or whatever. And the very last bottle that I cracked open was amazing. I just needed to sit again, on it. Again, I just again, needed to sit on it. Time heals all wounds. I don't care if it's a relationship situation or beer. Time heals all wounds. You've never so. met my exes. <laughs> Does so, they live so. in Texas? I'm not sure. Anyway. Let's talk about something happier. Uh, Randy from Wooden Cask is now sitting at the table too to replace Eric, who uh, left us. Well, oh, you're not, your mic's not even on. Hang on, get in there and talk on it for a second so I can get you up. Viva. How are you guys doing tonight? Um, you. We're doing good. Stroke um, that beer for me one more time. Come on, stroke it. Stroke it. There you go. Stroke <laughs> the beer. Twist it a little bit. So, did you guys? I assume you guys saw the news that Cincinnati is now the best beer drinking city in the, I guess the the country. Yeah, did you see that? Yeah. Um, I want to talk about that a little bit because number one, I've, I've gotten mad at these articles every time they come out because it's not a good way to judge a a beer city. Like they they just pull like these, you know the breweries in the city limits. Like none of you guys are included in the this this number of how many breweries Cincinnati has. And they pull these really random statistics. Like, like they, um, Cost of pint but, was one of them that I thought was, was kind of odd. And it was $4, which I don't know where you get a pint well, for $4. Well, it was, it was pints at, at, bars. at bars and stuff. Still, though, so, like, that's not the but, average but that's, cost of a pint. That's and, Bud Light. I mean, you're, inclu- you're averaging that in is what I think. I think you're looking at every tap that's in the city and saying, right. okay, well, this one's eight, but that Bud Light's two. So that's an average. They're, they're over there. Holding up their hands, I think comparing Sorry, pint guys, prices. We're, uh, we're <laughs> five, like all comparing uh, price prices. Five right fifty is the average, is what I would say in the city yeah. all across the board. There Currently, are some, right now, all yeah, yeah. There, there are some that are seven fifty that are not even. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Andy's. Those are unplugged. Those machines are unplugged. Those are unplugged because <laughs> we've got live music tonight. Sorry, I don't mean to. I'm leaving that in the show, too. <laughs> Good. Um, so, like I said, before we were, quote, unquote, number one, I would just crap on these articles. This is, this is horrible. This is not the right way to write this. But now that we are, I'm like, you know what, though? Like, so you look at the article, and you've got, you know, Asheville and Portland, and they're always represented on there. Yeah. Like, I... I, I I do think we're the best beer city in the country. <laughs> so, like, now I'm like, you know what? That's that's good. <laughs> yeah, so you have to quantify that. Sorry, uh, Randy, you could probably speak into this for a moment. But you have Grand Rapids. You have Portland. You have Denver. You have Both Fort Collins. You have Asheville. Yeah. 
how do you quantify that? Right. I don't know how they quantify this at all. So how, how would you quantify it? What makes a good beer city to you? I, I have no clue. A lot of breweries that are walkable. Um, I would say you know, a fairly wide um, variety of different beers. And you know, I don't want to say good pricing because that's, you know, depending on where you are, the $6 pint's a norm, $7 pint's a norm. And, but you know, you know, a lot of breweries that are brewing good beer. Um, it's kind of a key factor, I think, the yeah. good beer. Don't, don't you look at me. I, Big Sis was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> but even that is, is very... Um, it, there's a lot about good beer that's subjective. Like I've I've sat down at some bars and, and tried a bunch of beers, and I'm I, I'm I'm ashamed that, that is what is coming out of those taps. And then the person sitting next to me is just in you know absolute bliss that this is this is the favorite place that they have ever been, and this is amazing. And how you know how do you not like this? How do you not like this? And I, I can't I, argue I, with them so because they sure, like it. I'm pretty sure it's related to the exponential growth of beer here in Cincinnati. And it's kind of, it's the only thing I can think of right now, right? right? Well, so, because we've had this huge explosion of breweries and just this beer area that we've had, whereas, you know, Denver and Fort Collins and, you know, Portland and San Francisco and you know, Portland, Diego, Maine and yeah. San Diego, they've, they've, I hate to say crested maybe, but a little bit. We've just, well, just blown up here lately. And I, we were like, what, 76, for, for, 70? Depends on. Uh, yeah, depends whatever on daddy, what do you want to deal with it? Mine is we have 68 created. is my official number, okay. but that's not, that's not, it's a horrible non-accurate number. Because that, that counts, that counts the invasive species too. That counts platform. That's counting brew dog as a brewery. Yeah. They're the, the place in Oxford that isn't really brewing yet. They say they're going to, but they, they count because they have a brewing license. Um, places like that, how do you count that? Though? Well, I, I think I think it's passionate fans. I think about, you watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia at all? No. Yeah, uh, okay, they I bring up Danny DeVito, but... They, know, bring I, up, yeah. they bring up Philadelphia Eagles fans being passionate fans. Like, eh. They're like these guys got mugged today, but you know we got we got passionate fans. That's all it is. You know they're talking about the opposing <laughs> visitor team like getting mugged while they're, they're like hey, we just passionate. got passionate, passionate fans. They're talking about that with the Phillies too, you know. And, and I think part of it is is that Cincinnati has just developed these passionate craft beer people that have always when we're out of town we always talk about the Cincinnati beer scene, you know. And, and I think that that goes a long way. I think it's kind of like what you were saying to your point. It's old in Denver. It's old in Portland. You know, they've had this for a long time. And Cincinnati was the brewing capital of the country pre-prohibition. And now we're kind of hoping to bring that back. And it, I think of it as like the Bengals getting ready. They Maybe they won their first playoff game for a change, right? Hey, no. Can we, like, can we just back that up and just delete that area? I mean, I'm not, I, it's, it's the, Next the year is are just our like, year. But you understand what I'm saying, though? I mean, it's like, it's like all of a sudden – there's something to talk about here and, and we're bringing it back. And, and I think that like, I, I personally believe it's the fans of craft beer in Cincinnati. You know, it, it seems like, especially if you're, if you're me and you check on social media a lot, a lot of local breweries get shit on because the negative, the most negative people out in the world Depends where are on social media. If you, yeah. But you, you know what, you know, the places I'm looking at. Yeah. It's, I, I, you know, I disagree with that. I, I, I try to take a 60,000 feet, 30, 
thousand feet kind of perspective on this. And Cincinnati is honestly amazing. No, I, I, I agree not, too. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying, I'm saying like the, the, there's in particularly one of the craft beer groups I'm part of. They tend to shit on a lot of the Cincinnati breweries, maybe minus one or two, and it, it's nothing. I, I there was something that was going on there with with one of my our distributor, our Ohio distributor, and he actually messaged me up saying, "Okay." Can a beer get oxidized in like the course of two weeks? Oh dear God, that that drives that whole situation. So we, I mean, we Sorry, can. I, I, unfortunately, I don't follow those kind of stuff. I don't even. It look was at that it was stuff, it was so. related to a brewery you used to work at. So we'll say that, and I, and I kind of got a little upset about it. Like, there's no possible way, you know, these guys. You know, there was a time where I had a little bit of an issue with the quality coming out of there, and I think it was after you left, and it was kind of like that in between period. But then it got much better. I think that that that's one of their they're really up their game out there now. We can talk about who, who you're talking. Well, about. Well, I, I don't need to. No, that's I, fine. No, 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 no. Don't don't go. We there. don't need to go I, into that. That's but, something but, I don't want to do. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And neither do I. But I, I'm saying that their game is is really up in my mind now. And to put them down like that and just keep tearing it apart. I think that what they're doing is amazing. But yeah. I, but again, we're talking about in general. Aspects of is, this. When you look at that group, is that a good representation of of craft beer fans in Cincinnati? And I say no. Like I think that's a complete little like this little segment of people. Here's the deal. If we didn't have a great following, a great customer base, Randy, would you be open? No. Would I be <laughs> no. open? Yeah. No, no, not at all. No. Would you be open? Yeah, and, and I mean you look at tonight, I mean there's so many people here that are not We've got our regulars from Alexandria, but it, you guys are all in the same boat. You've got people that come out to see you because there's enough people that word of mouth gets back. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, am I right? I, yeah. I'm not on that on that group. You know, sometimes I'll read it and I'll have to kind of pull myself back a little bit because you know that some of the stuff that gets said, I do get a little you know, pissed off sometimes. But I have to, you know, kind of pull back and realize, you know, think, okay, yeah, that that's that little bitty group. And that's the and, tough part, but that's what I'm saying. We got these little slices that sometimes it's tough for us to take that pullback aspect and say, hey, but no, we, I think we really have a huge fan base that's just, it's, it's, they're silent most of the time. You know, so, yeah. most people who are of, satisfied don't say shit. I've done you, a lot of traveling here lately, <laughs> and, and my wife is actually a huge, she says, hey, she, he is the head brewer at blah, 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 blah. And oh, we've heard of Cincinnati. Cincinnati is huge. Yeah. They, they, they're producing a crap load of beer, and it's all good, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. All right. How much are you just blowing smoke up my ass versus just, like, realizing what's going on? But I'm trying to take that 35,000-foot perspective in general, guys, Cincinnati is making some damn good beer. It's it's hard sometimes to figure out if it's just my bias of living here and now, loving what's going so, on, or if it's really as amazing as it is. This as is it my is two cents. Like I, this is my two cents. I, it, we wouldn't be making or having breweries open up if we're not making good beer. If you're not able to make a good beer, you're not going to be able to survive in this market. I, don't know. I, I think that's I starting don't know. to show itself. I really it's feel starting, like that's starting to show itself. Well, 
It's also marketing. It's also marketing. Good beer is just a portion of this whole thing that Correct. makes a brewery successful. It's just a piece. I think... For whatever, good or bad, you I, know, if that's... It, I, I think it's... Yeah. No, so, I, I got to agree with Sean, though. I, I, I think that the bigger Cincinnati gets in terms of the number of breweries we have the more that is going to play into. It doesn't matter marketing. It doesn't matter whatever. Eventually, it's going to be, is the product quality or is it not? I mean, there's other things too, business decisions that can factor in or what have you. But at the end of the day, you know, especially as neighborhoods get saturated, like where I grew up, Milford, for example, right? They're getting ready to have a second brewery in there, which is crazy because I don't know if Milford could support it. So if, if they get a second one and then let's say a third one, what happens then? It, 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 there's more. There, there's so much more to it. Are you the brewery that has that has amazing food that's going to replace what could have been a restaurant opening up in you know Old Milford, or are I you the place timing. that? I think it's always. I think it's. I think it's just timing. I think, one hundred percent, is timing. I, it's there's there's there's, there's there, so many factors to it. There's there's you, been fantastic breweries. There has been that, a huge brewery that was amazing that no one did anything with. Right. Why? Why? That's why. The, there's so much. Why? There's so much more to it. There's so many factors that come into it. There's. There's some breweries that are making some beer that I, I don't understand. Um, that you walk in and I'm like, I don't understand this tap room. I don't understand. I don't understand anything about this. Like this, why? Why are you still here? It doesn't make sense to me. I still support it. And I still want them to be there, but I, I don't know why that can exist, but this other thing can't. It doesn't. There's sometimes it doesn't make yeah, sense. I think this is a topic for a different <laughs> it's a big shot yeah we're... but i will say so uh, going back to the idea of this article that said we're the best because we are the best i've been saying that for a long time um th- so in the top 10 there were what two yeah, two ohio uh, two ohio cities in the top 10 the rings five because of the five winter, ohio cities in the top 50 you want me to run screws to hold the rings on i don't i don't care how they generate their their idea of what makes a good beer city that a that does mean something after this, like there is after this i'll do it for you um, there is definitely th- there is some value in that one way or another right eight i think eight or eight or nine it does i i think Cincinnati is a huge beer drinking community it really is how do you quantify that? I'm not sure. I, I, I really don't. So when you when you go to an, another city, I mean, when you when you leave that, like, how do you generate that impression of was this a good beer city or not city like, or not? Like, how in your head, like, what makes that good? Randy talks about it a little bit with the, the walkability and that kind of thing, but that seems like a that alone seems like a very easy criteria to hit. That would make you know what Asheville the best <laughs> because well, you, you know, can just I, park I, and Asheville, go everywhere. I, I, I don't um, think Asheville's the best. I think we're better than Asheville. I don't know. I, you leave Sierra Nevada and New Belgium out of it. I think. I think we, we take that we, out. Yeah, that's fine. I think so it's Grand Rapids and Asheville. Do you, you ride your bicycle around all their breweries, but does that make it a good 
Beer Sorry. City? I don't know. If you've got good legs, you can run your ride your bicycle around <laughs> every brewery in Cincinnati, too. I've got great legs, but I can't ride my bike anywhere. Yeah. That's Have you seen my thing. legs? I don't my know. I've seen your glutes. <laughs> no. My legs are amazing. You want me to... <laughs> See, but, like, you, you know... Cincinnati is not a walkable city, especially if you use your definition of Cincinnati that I do. But I think that's also one of the things that makes it really fun is that we've got breweries from Aurora, Indiana, all the way over to, you know, uh, Mount Oreb. Like, that's fun that we have this big spread out community that provides these little micro communities and this, this better picture of what, what, what it's all about. Like, giving everybody their own little kind of space that they can call their their own like that's that's what makes cincinnati special and like it, it's not walkable but i don't think that for me that doesn't doesn't factor into a criteria hi, so i don't know he wants to say hi real he can say hi hi <laughs> he's not hey. just wearing a uh, ugly sweater he's full out pajamas hey, Star hey, john, Wars pajamas john why don't you tell us what you think about alexandria's brewery all right, oh, he's, gonna be embarrassed. he's getting shy. That's fine. All right, Randy, guys... I want to hear more of your your opinion though about like what, when you. <laughs> All right, what, what when you said you, I mean you said walkability, everything else, but I want to know a little bit more about your your whole stop job, a little bit more about what you've got. I don't know. It's an interesting and, and difficult, you know, it's difficult to describe what makes a good brewery or a good, a good beer, beer city. city. Yeah. And the, so I will say I've been to every single brewery in the Cincinnati area, some in Dayton and you know, some yeah. down here in, Kentucky, in you know, the southern Kentucky. But the, uh, it, it, it's an interesting, you know, how, how to... Beer is just like food, really, right? Everybody has their own idea of what's good and what's bad. And, you know, when I'm looking at the Cincinnati area, the, <laughs> for the most part, we are making good beer. And, you know, we do have that, uh, what's it called, the connector down there? That yeah. Account, that can go around. You can go to a, a bunch of different breweries on that thing. And, uh, <laughs> I, I think, to, you, to what you were just saying, too, that... You know, everybody's got their different taste, but I think there's something for everybody in Cincinnati, too. And that yeah. is a huge one. I mean, that, you know, the, the, when I go to these different places, there's always, um, you know, different interpretations of a style as well. So we have a really wide range of beers, you know, from sours to, you know. Yeah, the, I mean, you look at Urban Artifact, they're considered one of the better sour breweries in the country. And then we've got... You, who I think is one of the better, and, and I mean, you don't necessarily fit this mold as much anymore, but English breweries in I, the country. I think that if... Uh, you know if, what I mean? Yeah, the, the traditional kind of European yeah, styles. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think that if Randy would put some sours in some barrels, he might, <laughs> uh, he might get some people talking, too. I don't know. Sours, yeah, once you, once you start going sours, you have to have a separate building, <laughs> separate everything. Sure, separate, sure. And the hoses, everything. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it, There's got to be a building there in Newport somewhere that you could. Well, we do have another building, but you know. Well, it's, see, <laughs> yeah. then they need a new roof, isn't that what, yeah, isn't that exactly. what you were telling me, Karen? Yeah. We have a cargo container. We can put it in. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nice no, comments. You would like that, though. Well, if it's in your bonded area, be fine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> be fine. Be fine. But no, the, the sour 
I like sours, um, but in small quantities. And that's one of the things. Um, like, like, you know, like two sips. To, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a big you know full Maybe three full, sips. full pint I, drinker. I'm a three but, sip guy. Yeah, the because uh, <laughs> when I go out to uh, Denver, you know, um, uh, what is it, uh, Crooked Stave out there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, love that place. But you got to stop at like a Seven Eleven and get a thing of antacid first. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Know, but I'm so. a, it also like with me. Food factors into it big time. Like if I'm eating, I can drink way more sour beer than if I'm not eating. If I'm just sitting down, like having a beer, like I'm here, I, I you know, if I'm drinking sour beer all night. It's it's gonna be a rough one. If not, anybody I'm, knows me I'm from municipal, moaning as I go to sleep. I, no, there's no sours. There's no sours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And actually, and, and kind of back to that topic of the the beer city. Um, there's a lot to do in in Cincinnati, not just beer and. So you can, you know, visit a brewery, you know, go to a museum, visit a brewery. Hit, hit a Ferris go, wheel. Yeah, a, a <laughs> park, you know, go to a brewery and, you know, spend a weekend and, you know, visit, you know, 12 breweries or try to do 50 in a day and get arrested. Not know. try. You can oh do goodness. it in a day. You went there, really. Wow. <laughs> Hell yeah. My wife is right here. It's a sore subject for her. <laughs> It shouldn't be that sort of a subject. I was with him. He was sober. It was fine. Everything was fine. Um, I left is... him at Wooden Kask, and then the next thing I know, he's calling me up saying he was arrested. I don't know what happened. But in general, Cincinnati has a lot of things going on for itself. Springtime throughout the summer, through the fall, has a amazing things even the, winter. If, even the winter. Even the winter. Central, or I'm sorry, saying Central I, Park, uh, I'm, the Fountain I'm, Square. I'm always yeah. really like beside a fireplace in the wintertime. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but you got Kings Island. Their Winterfest is now back. That's, and, that's and amazing to with me. The, and the zoo. The that's number one ranked in the, for zoo lights. That's number one ranked in the country. Yeah, but and then you've also got... Out. Yeah, there are. There are. The polar the bears are. The, no, should, are the, the polar bears are normally and the elephants. out except when they think they're pregnant. That kind of thing. Elephants are out too. Yeah, and, and then you can out. go into some of those houses too, which is cool. Yeah, right. But but it's all about the light show at that point. And then then we we've, we've got I mean Fountain Square is just that's where I propose to my beautiful wife. Holy Norson. So I need. You know, hope the story. Were you, were you doing? Story. Were you on ice skates? No, no. Okay. She, I don't want to see her she's on ice skates. Listen. No offense to her. She's not paying any attention at all. <laughs> but uh, no. But she's so on her birthday, her birthday is December twenty third, and she always feels there. She goes. You see, now she's paying attention. All I had to do was say December twenty third. Now everyone knows. and now her face is red. Um, but her her birthday is on December twenty third, and. Uh, she always feels like Christmas and her birthday get lumped in together, and yeah. everybody's always buying her combo gifts and everything like that. So what I did is I decided that's going to be the day I proposed to her. And uh, we went there's down. A, there's one right here. We went down to uh, to. We went down to <laughs> what, what, what's that bistro down on Newport on the levee, Randy? I know I you're gonna the Italian place on Newport on the levee. Rio. Brio, yeah, Brio. So I took even, her. I took her I don't to Brio. Even live anywhere near that. I took her to I Brio that. and I kind of faked her out and I gave her a digital camera for her birthday. That's a good present. Yeah, I mean back then it, it was, but it wasn't like it. And she was like, "Oh, thank you," because <laughs> she thought I was going to propose to her that night. And then, then we went over to uh, Fountain Square and and. You know, I, I proposed to her over there, and I just said, well, let's go look at the Christmas lights and stuff like that, and 
I think she thought, okay, well, I got a digital camera as well. <laughs> I guess I could take pictures of the lights. <laughs> so, uh, next year, yeah. what kind of uh, style are we going to do? That's... So my, I think you and I have talked real quick about like just making sure that uh, we keep X amount of pills and malt and X amount of saws in it. I am of the but belief. There you go. I'm of the belief that it doesn't matter. It whatever. I like that. Whatever the brewery that is brewing it wants to do, I think it should. That should weigh very heavily on it because as long as every once in a while we brew a pilsner, doesn't matter. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It, Mike, so Mike, I'm, I'm going to move up beer. the date. I'm going to make it up so we can actually, so if everybody knows if it's going to happen. If you've never been to Municipal. It's going to be happening in the next, the next two years. It's going to be at my place. And they've got a really, they've got a great tap room, but it's way better when it's warm outside. Correct. It's way better when it's warm we'll outside. We'll say it's way bigger when it's warm outside. Way bigger outside. when it's warm outside. <laughs> in January and February. It's a little place. That's fine. Outside of that, it's kind of big. But yeah, let's uh, let's talk about what where we want to make. How are we going to do it? The rumor around the campfire, and you and I have already discussed this, and apparently the rumor's a, a what am I trying to say? A lie. Is that you wanted to do a stout. Not what I was thinking about, but we can do whatever we want to. What What do you? What's in your heart? I have no idea. I, I so when I it's have Rand, no idea. Randy, I have what's your no, opinion here? When it's warm outside and I'm sitting on a patio pounding beer, I want English mild. That's that's where I lean. That's my. That's probably my favorite style. Probably. Um, so that's but, that's where I'm. That's and, my and not not that's to selfish. not to take Sean out of this, but I think that might be when Wooden Chaos takes it because goddamn, they make a mean mild. No, no offense. Wait, 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 wait. That'll be like what five years down the road. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> is this is a challenge. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it could Sean be. has a great English mild. <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 but I've only had it. I've only had it once. I, I, well, ever, I've been that there. is your fault for not driving to Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. So we. I think we should all really, actually, individuals that are a part of this, we should actually just drink a beer together and have convers- yeah. conversation. That, yeah. That, that sounds like a better idea. That's, you know what? <laughs> Usually I, when the best conversations happen. I organized a conversation <laughs> on how we're going to do this. Honey, I've got to go hey, drink and I'm beer not trying to organize put your English mile down, but God damn. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, well, he can have it... The, Two years later. Hey, whatever. <laughs> but Mike, and Nancy will probably say something about this, but he's going to say, hey, why are we doing this only a Pilsner? It was awesome. So when we, the first year we brewed Big Sis, there really weren't a lot of Pilsners around town. Right. Like if, I, mean, I know it's only been four years, but if you look back four years, this city looked a lot different than it does now. Like there are great right. loggers, great pilsners that are being brewed. Right. So, what my question is: Why are we always doing just the pills? We can do something else, and Mike would really embrace that. I, I truly I think he would. When I Knowing think this guy, he would. I think our goal was this year, like dry hopping the pilsner, was that first step into expanding it, and then, and and I, I swear, I think it was Jeff. And I've already told you this, that he said, you guys, well, he's not even going to do, he's going to do a stout. 
he's not even going to stick with a Pilsner. I'm like, that's fine. It could be whatever anybody wants to be. It's just we're trying to make this thing. I honestly think we should. We just want to keep it around, I and I think we should keep it growing. And just figure out how we're going to do this. Yeah. So let's go there. So we'll just have to have a meeting and let's talk about it over a beer. I think that'd be amazing. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. So I think it's safe to say that it's definitely safe to say it's going to be at municipal next year. Um, for the next two, two years, years, right? But, but, right, but next okay. year it will be at municipal. And it will probably not be a pilsner. We can do a pilsner. I have no problem with that. But but that we can do it. Either way, I'm sure that uh, at, at that time of year you guys will have your pilsner on tap, anyways. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have said that. No, no, right. uh, yeah. So we can do whatever. Seriously, we can do whatever. Next year we can do whatever. I As promise you. Bourbon barrel aged it's not going to be a bourbon <laughs> bourbon aged pilsner that's in not everybody has room for a bunch blah, of barrels <laughs> although today was it today that you guys released Natasha oh so shameless plug <laughs> Natasha strong like bull strong like bull <laughs> being released today well, depending hours, on hours and hours and hours. When ago. you're listening to this, hours it was ago, weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, in in bottles, bombers. Um, when we were on our way down here, I tried to convince my wife to take a quick detour, you know, from a detour from Fairfield from Fairfield to Alexandria to Hamilton, you know, opposite direction for anybody that doesn't is not, you know, geography inclined. Um, to stop and give me a bottle and she wouldn't do it. So just Sorry, a quick Paul. little thing about Natasha. Natasha is a nickname for one of our brewers. Her name is <laughs> Danielle and she kind of goes by Natasha and every time she pushes, Is she Russian? She's not Natasha. Not Russian. But every time she... So the whole name came from her pushing double stack half barrels of kegs going in the cooler and she... It's like pushing, 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 pushing. And she's like, oh, strong like bull. And she is, uh, yeah, trying to push and push it. That's uh, kind of amazing. So her nickname became Natasha, and just the way she said it. I have been known to say that my wife is strong like a Ukrainian woman. Uh. So. <laughs> Now her face is getting red. And she's, then she goes, yeah. I am. So uh, look for shirts that say Strong Bull. We can't. <coughs> unfortunately, we couldn't put it on the label, unfortunately. Really? Yeah. Oh, strong. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Strong Like Bull, you can't put it on the label. So um, been released today. Um, I'm or dying when you... dying to try it. I may, uh, well, I won't say anything. I'm you didn't bring it. any with you? You don't know what you right. don't know. <laughs> if, Why are you looking at me like that? If, if we can jump topics as we kind of yeah, wrap yeah, up the show, yeah. and, and I, this is opening a I was way. hoping LaFollette would come over here, but I think he's kind of ran the other way now. I think he's afraid of the microphone now. Yeah, I think he's always been. But um, it's all right. It's all right. Him, him and my business partner, Brad, are cut from the same mold. <laughs> Brad will tell you and Scott will tell you. They're actually over there talking. They look like twins. I can't tell them apart. <laughs> Um, the next note that I have on my list here of things I wanted to talk about tonight is, is a really big topic. 
what makes craft craft? I'm going to let Randy do that. Holy like, horse nuts. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's, to wrap up the show, which is... Yeah, yeah. Can we do that on another show? I got to show you something after this, but the email you sent me after this, mm-hmm. after, I, after I said it, I dumped it. I've got it hanging on my refrigerator back there because, yeah, you're the man. That's all I'm saying. But I, I want Randy to talk about that first, if you don't mind, before no, any of us dig into it, because we're all talkers and he's kind of soft-spoken. He, he's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Carries, carries, <laughs> he, he carries a big stick. He beats me a Thanks. lot. Yeah, no. There you go. But but you know what I'm saying. I mean, he just he. As you told, as you were talking there, at first Karen was disagreeing with you, and then very quickly she agreed with you, and he said he carried it. <laughs> kid friendly. You're all right. Don't worry. Just you don't know what you don't know. What makes craft craft? So the big part of craft is, you know, it, it's, you know, part of craftsmanship is where that comes from, right? So when you're brewing a beer, right, you have a kind of a set of guidelines that you're going by, a recipe. And then um, as you're going um, and you're making the, you know, you're, 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 you're taking your samples and if stuff isn't happening the way you want it to, a good craftsman can look at it and say, okay, well, this isn't right, so I need to make a change. And, you know, we, we brew in, you know, small enough batches and stuff like that where we can actually, you know, make those changes and move on and make it correct, you know. And so it's a, the big part of craft, even at the very end when, you know, something didn't go right, you can look at it and say, okay, well, th- this isn't really what I intended, but um, I could, you know... Do something else and make it just a little bit different beer. Make it still and make it, yeah, and make it something and, and make it a, you know, a, a usable product. Yeah. And that kind of goes along with you know not just beer, but you know, um, let's say woodworking, you know, concrete working, whatever the the, the craftsmanship of it. There That's are people really that literally take garbage and turn it into art or turn it into something that is still a craft. It's a thing. It's a banana to a wall. <laughs> Do you see the guy ate that? You... Oh, no. <laughs> That's what I would have done. It's going to go amazing. bad at some it's point. Amazing. Just look up the video. There's a guy that took the banana and peeled it off the wall and sat there and ate it. So this is performance art. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> no photos, please. No photos. Yeah, no photos. It's anonymous. <laughs> so the big part of that, the craft, the, uh, you know, it, it's the, you're, we, we, we all started, you know, somewhere fairly simple. A lot of us, you know, homebrewing and stuff like that. And you're, and you're building your craftsmanship and, you know, kind of at the... I think the, the real journey. started as homebrewers. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I started as a homebrewer. I'm just still there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't? Oh, God. <laughs> Can I please show you my photos of my homebrew? No. From <laughs> from what I heard, his homebrew setup would uh, would anger a couple nano breweries in town that would love that setup. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> how does how does the idea of what craft is like change though? As we live in this world where you've got AB and Bev snatching up places and then pretending that they're still the same thing. And for argument's sake, like sometimes the beer could still. Be the same thing, but like, where does that 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 craft idea like? How does that factor into that? I mean, well, see, that's where the, the 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 corporate part of it comes in, right? So you're, you're taking your your craftsman, and you know now you're you're kind of taking the guideline and say, well, here's the set of fucking rules you're gonna 
work with, you know. What if I'm there's sorry if but, so what, but what if there's no rules? Like just for argument's sake, if if AB InBev comes in and buys buys municipal, I've heard that rumor that that happened. It didn't, but I heard the rumor. And we've had that same rumor because we've got an AB InBev distributor. Holy uh, oh, no, no one's approached me. I promise. But but I'll take their but but they did. <laughs> but I want to know what the number is, just so you know. Holy horseshit, really? Yeah, I mean, did I tell you about that? No. Oh, yeah. Like the, So there was some kind of a thing with um, some kind of a distributor thing where the, somebody's distributor was coming into places saying, yeah, we'll talk after the show, because it was, so, it was somebody trying to, really? yeah, somebody trying to shit on you guys and trying to say, oh, no, you heard they sold out, right? So we, we, had, we had something very similar because we were being served on a Budweiser trailer. But, because our distributor is a Budweiser distributor. Right, right. And then... So it, is ours. That's the whole thing. It, it died. <laughs> and then Anheuser-Busch brought the, the Clydesdales to tractor supply. <laughs> right, like right over there. And I'll tell you, everybody, <laughs> that rumor came right back up that they were here for us because we had so many people leave that and come over here to drink beer. And they're like, hey, we're here. They're here for you. And I'm like... If they were here for me, I think they'd be in our parking lot, in our parking tractor lot. supply. Yeah, yeah. But so, like, if if I don't know what you're cheering about, if I would take their money. Yeah, but so, but if if like AB InBev comes in and buys a a brewery that we know makes good beer and comes in and says we we're not we don't care like we don't want to change Black anything we we don't want to change anything that you're doing. Just do what you do, and you've got the. The basically unlimited finances behind you to do it now. Like you just you don't have to stress anymore. Just just do what you do. Is that still craft? Like they're still they still have that craft that craftsmanship kind of thing. They're not being limited on that. You know, and that's an interesting kind of a part of it. As long as they're keeping the 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 people that are there, and and the but the big part of it though, your 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 good big sellers and stuff like that. They're no longer brewed at your They're brewery. They, but they, they get taken they, but over to they were. whatever assume, the... Assume Wicked they Weed, Wicked Weed, all their big sellers are still brewed at Wicked Weed. Yeah. They, well, they kept the same... St- they kept this... No, they, only only 25% of what they do is sour. Okay. For now. Um, for now, you're right. But they, they, kept, they kept the original staff on there. They kept everything there in place in Asheville. And to me, that's where I kind of wonder... Is that still craft or is it not? So, so answer that. It, I, like, what I, is your opinion have, on it? My opinion is no, because now you've got all this. Cor- so you have these fuck ups, like what we had with Big Sis, right? Earmuffs, guys. And uh, <laughs> there's a bunch of kids there, and I just realized Sorry. I cursed. So I apologize. You're right by the speaker. The I know. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> anyways, anyways, like you have these, you have these like mistakes, like we had. They can fix that in four seconds. You know, they could come in. They've got the money. They could say, bam, 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 bam. Okay, let's figure out what's going on. Let's, let's get it all fixed. They can replace a tank that they think is faulty. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't do that kind of stuff. And I think that's kind of where it stops being cramps because it's – if my tank – and I actually want Randy to look at this after the show. If Randy doesn't mind, I just want to get his opinion on it, John. No offense. No offense taken. Okay. <laughs> Good to hear. Anyways. Maybe. Um, but if you have something like like what I suspect happened with ours, I can't replace that. I can't do anything about that. You know, it, it's my craftsmanship is going to say, okay, well, that's going to be a sour tank. Right. 
because I can I could phase any kind of flaw out of a sour. You know what I'm saying? Sean's looking at you like you're nuts. Like, what are you talking about? I'm ta- I, I, I can. Okay, so what I suspect with my tank? Did I already say this in the show? Maybe. Maybe at the very beginning. I don't know. Okay, so I've got this little tiny place where bucket, they were. Just they, so you know. I, I know you are. I tried to get you a chair twice. Yeah, yeah. This is what I do. Okay. Anyways, there was there's a patch. Right here. There's a patch right above where you could tell yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah, they yeah, clearly yeah, yeah. patched it. And I think when they when they were grinding down the patch to get all the welds out, the guy accidentally nicked right above there with with the grinding wheel, and uh, put some scratches in it. And I think stuff's been building up in there. Because this isn't the first time that this has happened, There's the deal. but this is the worst that it's happened. And, and uh, But I'm just saying, back to Gnome's point, when it comes to craftsmanship, right? I, I think with us, we've got to figure out a way to deal with that. And I think that's the craftsmanship that Randy was talking about. Whereas with Anheuser-Busch, you just get a, you just you just get a new tank. This, this tank's broken. Well, we suspect anyway. this tank's broken. Okay, we'll, we'll get you a new one in there. It's not a big deal. So is it is it like the... But can you Money. still... So is it the struggle that makes craft beer craft beer? Like, but no, because there's some people that will never struggle in the industry and they'll be successful yeah, as so can like, be. You know, if, if, if Ryan Geist has a tank and they look at him like this, this tank isn't doing what we think it needs to do, let's get another one. They, they probably can. Oh, no, they, they, they definitely just, can. Just replace it. But but at the end of the day, they're still independently owned. And it, it, it is so something. Is it independence? But, but here's the thing. That money is not coming out of a shareholder's dividend. It's coming out of employees' pockets. So, completely different idea here. So, uh, Ballast Point was craft beer at one time, got bought up by Constellation, Corona. Now they got sold to whoever the They're back home. to craft what beer. Is that? What was the name of the place? They're back to being so craft beer. So now are they beer. just craft again all of a sudden? Is I, I would the- feel that way because they went from being a billion-dollar company to back in the hundreds of thousand dollars range. It's, it's weird now. Like, it's, it's getting really weird. Isn't it? Like, I, I, I don't still know. don't know I, that I can what, ever what, how do you look feel? at it the same way again. Sean, how do you feel about it? <clears throat> I think this is conversation for another... <laughs> You've said day. that a lot tonight. Yeah. Yeah, you're just actually. saying that because your butt's stuck in a bucket. <laughs> and it's starting to get a, a little bucket. damp. <laughs> 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 he, he didn't realize it was sitting in a puddle. Uh-huh. No, I, I honestly... I, Let's all come up in the municipal and we just talk about it all. Seriously. <laughs> I see what I, you because there. Because there's a couple of things and... <laughs> That's it. I'd like to talk We're, about it. Yeah. That's fine. Perfect. We're going to municipal. We'll be back. <laughs> that's it. Um, We're wrapping it up. Uh, th- th- I mean, that's Not municipal. <laughs> I, I, craft beer is um, something that I think every, especially when you look at a room like this, everybody knows craft beer. Everybody feels what craft beer is. But like, I just, I, I don't know what it means for me. Like, I don't know that definition. Just know it when I drink it, I guess. Or not even drink it. Yeah, but see it. W- so when you were in Asheville this past year, I didn't did you go? You didn't, didn't. go to Wicked Wheel. I would have, but there was just other. Places so how do you feel about ahead. Sierra Nevada then in uh, New Belgium? Sierra Nevada is definitely craft beer. And what about New Belgium? New Belgium, I'm they, they were now. back then. Now they're I, not, now they're I felt out. that they were when I went in there. I, I felt good about it. I don't feel good so, about it anymore. Uh, what, what? But what changed? They sold to a a, a large corporation that funds. So, we'll talk after that. <laughs> We're really diving. It's I, gone uh, off the deep in here. Um, I, you know, I. What makes craft beer? I don't know. I just don't know. I just, you know, you, you I guess you know it when you see it. And you know when you don't. And different people's definitions will change. I think Sean wants me to wrap up the show. His butt's stuck in a bucket. 
And I think he needs to pee really bad. I need to pee really bad, too. I was going to take his bucket when he stood up. <laughs> that is a, that's a finger I got a drain right behind Randy. Right now. <laughs> um, that is the end. We're, we're right at the end of the show, so I think it's a good time to wrap it up anyways. Right on. Um, everybody, tell people where, where to find you. We'll start with you, Sean. This for Brewworks, 20 High Street, Minnesota, uh, Hamilton, Ohio. You guys have uh, a, a new neighbor. We should talk. We should give them a little shout out to. Uh, shout out to uh, Fretboard. To Fretboard. Yes. Public, pu- public, public House. House. That's what public House. It. Yeah. They're, the they're amazing. Kevin has been amazing, and uh, we did a collaboration with them. I'm glad to see you guys did a collaboration because yeah. that uh, that's good. You're welcoming them to the neighborhood yeah. instead of being. Yeah. And I feel like you guys got the area. You guys have the population out there to because, welcome. I, you know what? It's it's fretboard. It's great guys. I mean, we've been there before. They uh, they did this, and it's amazing. It's a uh, it's a winter lager. It's called Winter Jam. It's a good beer. There's an entertainment district in Hamilton. If fretboard is uh, not your thing, you get your pint. You walk over to municipal. And not to cut you off here too. If you're ever out there in Halloween ish area or time. It's amazing. They have like the pumpkin carving competition yeah, and all festival, this. Though. It's like, nuts. It's, it's crazy. I happened to be buying my walk-in refrigerator the week that that was going on by accident. Is that called Christopher? What's that? Christopher? Yeah, it's Christopher. Yeah, Christopher. Yeah, Christopher. Christopher, Christopher was bought. He was bought in Hamilton. Christopher the Christopher walk-in. the walk-in. Christopher walk-in. <laughs> 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 See, that's craft beer. <laughs> that's craft beer. That is craft beer. Like that's it. <laughs> um, yeah. Wooden cask. Tell people where to find you. Uh, Six twenty nine York Street, uh, Newport. In Newport, don't go there late at night uh, and be drunk. I'm just saying, they'll arrest you. If you they will arrest you, even if you look at them. The wrong if you way. haven't, if you go. haven't been, if you haven't been to Wooden Cask, you're well, making a mistake. Yeah, they they've got. One of the best regular, all the time barrel aged beers and corruption. And more coming in 2020. And then they also do have one of the best bourbon selections in, in Northern Kentucky. And that's all Karen, not uh, But I'm serious. I mean, Jenna was in here the other day and, and she had nothing but like the best things. She's like, Karen has one of the best noses and one of the best palates for bourbon in the city. And when I first met her, she hated bourbon. <laughs> and she's like, she outdoes me every single time. She can nail a note, like the note that the distributors give you or that the, uh, the distillers give the distributors. She pulls that stuff out and she goes, yeah, Karen hit this, 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 and this. I'm not even kidding. She had not, She might not tell or it to your face. she just likes that I spend a lot of money with Well, that might be that, too. But why would she brag on that to us? Because she wants your money, too. Uh, we wound up buying an yeah, orange rum liqueur from Jenna. her. I love Jenna. Jenna's the best. Yeah, she's awesome. But if you want, like, there's these very different sides of wooden cask. So you've got, like, these really good, like, sessionable, easy-drinking beers that I, I'm in love with. And then you've got what I think is the most underrated barrel-aged program in the city, and then you've got this bourbon select. It, it's it's fantastic, and and we have wine. I don't know. Yeah, and Karen makes wine too. Karen makes the wine. Karen's Karen's what you call a true venter <laughs> or ventnor. Ventnor, yeah. We'll put the pronunciation on the wrong things. So, go to Wooden Cast. 
It's adventurous. It sounds like a venture capitalist, but you're adventurous. You're combining the two words together. It works. And then Andy, tell people how to get down here to Alexandria. Um, you just go 471 till it dead ends, and then keep going. <laughs> and we're on the left hand side. Just, just keep your eyes open, and there it is. Um, seriously, we're we're about five miles off the exit. It's not um, as far as it seems when people talk about it. Like, yeah, it's really not I, I, too far. The biggest issue is lights, and you and I have kind of talked about this too. If you catch every green light from the exit, you'll make it here in four minutes. Yeah, if I'm coming right after work, it takes me all day to get here. If I'm coming like like today in the afternoon on a, on a Saturday, it's no problem at all. No, so it's no, it never is, and that's kind of the weird thing about it. It's just it's all about traffic and everything. But we've got a good we've got a good enough local fan base that it never faces us one way or the other. It's just really nice to see some people from outside of our normal area, um, just saying hi. So if you don't already subscribe to Cincy Brewcast, do that. If you have not shared it with your friends, share it with your friends. If you really like what I do, you can support on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash the gnarly gnome, or you can just go on the website and there's a button right there. Um, because um, every dollar you donate does go towards something. Maybe it's a Cincy Brewcast helicopter. I don't know. If you give me enough money. I don't way, think it is. That way I can get somebody to fly me down here and whatever. Hey, another, <laughs> another thing I just want to add tonight. Yes. Is all the silent auction and a dollar from every beer of the Big Sis sold tonight goes to Deep Sea Valkyries. If you have no idea who they are, go online, look it up. It's a, it's a veteran charity based out of Arizona. They're friends of mine. They take uh, disabled veterans, especially like extremely disabled veterans, right. scuba diving in the Bahamas once a year. It's a mind, body, and soul retreat. It's amazing, apparently. I, they always want me to go, but I, I keep refusing because I think there's more people in need than I am. But it, all I can say is they're great people. They take the time out every year to Which, do this. from what I hear, is a problem with veterans. Well, it, it is. If you think there is somebody that deserves it more than you, then, uh, then you're wrong. And everybody who's listening to this that might be a veteran or might have somebody that knows a veteran, um, encourage them to, uh, to get rid of that stigma and, um, and do well, it. And, do and this is one thing I'm going to add because... It, Everybody knows the number 22 with veterans, right? You know about that. I mean, everybody knows that. I, I hope it's common sense by now, but basically 22 veterans a day on average kill themselves. And it, it has everything to do with PTSD. It has everything to do with the fact that you're missing your comrades. It has everything to do with just not being able to deal with regular life after your life's been so structured. Fucking own it up. Go get help. It doesn't hurt you. It only helps you. You're strong if you admit you have a problem. You're strong if you say, God damn it, life's not right for me anymore. If you kill yourself, you're weak. And that, I hate to say that. I hate to sound that way. There's always a way out of it other than that. And if you need to, come down here. I'll buy you a beer and we'll talk about it. I mean, this whole place wouldn't exist if you hadn't gotten some kind of help from people around you, right? No, you're 100% right. And I mean, my wife was the one that made me go into... To Wounded Warrior, and I never, I learned through Wounded Warrior that they spend, you know how they got in trouble a few years ago for like repelling out of helicopters and spending all this money? Yeah. Uh, they got in trouble for it. I mean, it, it was just something that a news report was done on how much money they were spending on their, on their executives and like their office people. The reason they were spending it is they had nobody else to spend it on. They had all this money 
but veterans never admit they need help. And, and it's a problem. We all train, we all sit there, and we're, we're taught to say, if you have a problem, you're weak. Well, when you come home, it's okay to say you have a problem. And, and that's all I'm... I'm beating a dead horse here. No, it's, it's something that like, I, I feel very strongly about. I you know, obviously never served my country. Right. And, and I know that there's a lot of people in craft beer. Um, Nothing. I, you know... I, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's I feel more than people think I, too, I, and and I I'm I'm not one that really likes talking about this kind of stuff, but now that we've got this charity involved this year, I, I just I feel like it's something we need to kind of just say, hey, this is a, this is something. Reach out to them if you're in this situation. You'll meet fifty other people in this situation while you're down in the fucking Bahamas having a great goddamn time, scuba diving, doing something that might terrify you because you're scared of being claustrophobic, but at the same time, you're experiencing something so amazing that it's just, it's unreal. I got to spend time in Alaska with people. I got to spend time, I wrote, I'm terrified of horses, and I rode a horse with Wounded Warrior. And I, the horses? Yeah, I really am. It's one of my biggest fears in life. But yeah, they put me on. They put me on one of the <laughs> biggest fucking horses I've ever seen. And this thing, they told me it had it's a, three people. They told me it had a mind of its own. Yeah, they all do. Well, they all do, but they all have a herd mentality, but not this one. And, and they said, "Listen, this is. It was something I struggled with. Was was just." being assertive in my life and by this horse you know it was kind of what they call it equestrian therapy sounds sounds like something. no that that is it's something but you know it was just it was a good dude named daniel gray he had wounded warrior down there for free he owns three horse retreats and you know they're all corporate retreats and he charges something like three hundred thousand dollars to have a company down there he had us down there didn't charge wounded warrior a thing it was at Tennessee now. He closed the one in Tennessee. He's still in uh, Denver and uh, Costa Rica. Really nice dude, and I, I don't mean to go into all this no, here, no, but, but I mean, it, this was my... I, I do these things called... Um, I actually became what they call it a peer mentor after I did this retreat, but it was called uh, uh, Project Odyssey, which they, they reference Homer's Odyssey and how he came back and he didn't recognize his wife because he was at war for so long. And how somebody else had taken his wife. All this shit that, that's related to everything a veteran truly goes through. And they, they really think Homer was, be, was, was far beyond his time because of what he was able to write in that. Right. And how much it relates to what the modern veteran goes through. Trying to, trying to explain it to people at the time. Yeah, like, yeah. People definitely didn't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, nobody talked about well, it then. There will be a link in the show notes to the Deep Sea Valkyries, and you can learn more about what they do. And see, there's pictures on the website and all kinds of stuff about you know kind of what, what it is. And, um, and, and to add to it real quick, we have the same graphic artists, too. They're the ones that introduced me to Trevor Kincaid that did all our, did all our uh, imaging right. and, and all, of our, all of our branding. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. It's it's something that I think we need to talk about and think about more than what we do. It's um. Well, it, you say what you want about the wars. You say what you but want it, about. That, but that's but not, that's, that's not what it's nothing. about. That's not what we're talking it, it, about. Well, it's it's about people who have uh, and and I mean you guys know these are people that 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 have gone 
above and beyond what the, the normal person in our country does to I'd preserve like, this thing that we're doing. And that, I, th- I think I most of them. I'm appreciative to, to all of you guys that, that have done that. Well, I, I just I think, it's, I think it's about trying to do something bigger than yourself. And I think that a majority, for a majority of the guys that join, that's what it's about. Now, there are some people that that's their only fucking option in life. Right. And I'm not going to deny that either right. because you'll meet a, not a lot of dumbass veterans in the world. Right. But I also think that a majority of them are just, they realize, you know, I need to do something bigger than myself to make myself right. whole. And I, I feel like that was the, the boat I was in. I feel like that's the boat a lot of my, uh, the boat a lot of my friends were in. And, and you know, you can meet some, I don't know, I'm beating a dead horse if, here. If, but if you can help any way you can help, do it. And, um, Try to uh, try to support these people that um, have given us everything that we've got. It, I, I guess I, it's, it's and cheesy. I, 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 see, I, feel, I don't even I feel, know if I feel that way. But, though, but, but I do. But and I, I feel I feel I feel cheesy sitting here in front of you trying to trying to express it. And, and Randy's just Randy. sitting there. God damn it! I'm uncomfortable as shit. Snoop <laughs> beer. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for hey, Jonathan. Do you want to hit a button? You see that red button? Push it. It makes the show stop. Um, guys, job, perfect. Thank you very much. Um, we'll be back next week. Will. I don't know what next week is because this is in the future. Uh, last week is next week for us, and it's, it's really confusing. Um, we're going to be in studio last week, next week. It's really, really confusing. Cincy Brewcast. The voice time of Cincy for another Crab. beer. Yes, time for a lot of beer. I've got a driver. Thank you, guys. <laughs>